you found it. It's the Japan Wood Podcast. Coming at you out of the back end of Tokyo. The armpit of Asia. Kabukicho adjacent. Shinjuku Sanchome. It's the Japan Wood Podcast and I'm your host, Matt Bigelow. MatthewPMBigelow.com is revised for your eyes. 120. It's your boy. He's dark and as black as his heart. What's going on, guys? Yeah. That was a little bit dark. <laughs> yeah. Like I like dark my chocolate. Yeah. yeah. I don't actually like dark chocolate. It's not good. It's not sweet. I like dark chocolate. Yeah? Are you a bit of a... Are you, you have a refined taste. The god tongue, as they say. Yeah, I got... I got. I like the 80% cacao. Cheers. We Cheers, have our, our water and lemon our juice. Adult our adult beverages. Champagne, if you will, good sir. It's Cristal. Mm. No, mm. this is the thing. Whatever the listener is drinking, that's what we're drinking. That's it. If you're enjoying a coffee, ah, hot cup of joe. Insert miscellaneous beverage here. If you got the twitches and you're trying to go to your AA meeting and you're fighting to have a beverage and you're just drinking ice water in your room by yourself as you cry, that's what we're doing. Yeah. That's what we're doing. I would have rhymed that differently, but that's exactly what we are doing here in the armpit of Tokyo. So... The yet another time where we meet again. And, we have um, we have another the, time here. The pre the, the what are these called? The pre pre quasi measures have been lifted. Right, right. You know they've lifted the uh, the uh, the some of the uh, the lockdown restrictions. Uh, I, I believe I want to say in Kyoto they're actually letting bars stay open whenever they until whenever they want now. So. In, in in Tokyo now as well. Yeah, uh, wow. I know wow. a guy who runs like a tiny little bar for yeah. gaijins. And he's always just been open from, like, he tried to do a day drinking thing. I'm right. not sure how well it worked. But uh, he's finally going, like, yep, yeah, we're open up till till the last train. Right, uh, right. So things are back to normal yet again. Everyone's still masked. Right. We still can't right. travel anywhere. Right, right. Uh, and, of course, now everybody's just wanting to talk about Ukraine and war and that's Putin. the That's the, that's the, it's, what's a good distraction for right now? Well, this is the thing. You know what two things never go together? What's that? Russia Ukraine and Ukraine and COVID. Oh wow! Yeah, no what? one, no one talks about COVID. No one talks about, about that. No one's yeah. like the unvaccinated army has invaded. It's like, yeah, we're 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 a platoon of unvaccinated soldiers, and we're gonna cough all over your grandma. We're creating super COVID, Delta Chromicon. Yeah, Delta Chromicon from Japan, from Japan. We need it over here. Download the mixtape now. Yeah, so it's, uh, yeah, it's it's like. Um, it's it's one of these things where you look at it and for this whole this whole pandemic uh-huh. i still don't know anyone that's had it i still i've known like i've known like i'm not going to lie i've known two guys that thought they had it but you know what i mean it, it it's 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 a very quiet thing as it is as, as as to what you see in front of your face so this is the idea that we are living in an era of weaponized mob behavior mm. where the phone tells us what to do and we do it. It does, though, doesn't it? When I was in Tokyo for the swine flu epidemic from 2008 or 2009, right. around then, was it right. 2011? Sorry, I can't remember anymore. Right, right. Everything's the before times. It right, everything anymore. was the before times. What happened was... We would go to work, and you would have your little tray, and mm-hmm. managers would put paper into the tray, and you right. would look at the tray, look at the papers, and just say, fuck that, and throw all the paper away. Right, right, right. So when As the swine do. flu hit, we got, like, this thing, like, in the 
in the tray from the paper and it's like the world health organization is announced you just take that piece of paper crumple it up and throw it in the garbage right but now everybody's glued to their phones and this the world health organization issues an alert through the phone and your phone goes and everyone goes oh my god at the same time and reacts however however the ai tells them to react that's conspiratorial but the with the sudden switch to the ukraine war and invasion right. of putin like right. no, nobody is saying i support putin he's awesome right but everybody's right. like suddenly like ukrainian flags in peru you know what's the scary thing about it protests people, in japan people did used to you know in the meme community and the uh and, you know the internet community everyone kind of di- they didn't support putin but you know there used to be a lot of memes about putin being a boss because yeah, yeah. he's done this and he's xkbg he's a badass a great one i saw the other and day this is kind of his name is vladimir putin there's one of him on the top it says vladimir Right. And it shows him smiling, and right. there's one on the bottom saying, Madamir. Oh, and my it shows God. him angry. Oh, my God. <laughs> so. It's, it's yeah, and, and now, you know, Putin's being normalized. I think it's hilarious, but I'll tell you what, man. It's very funny how we kind of switched over to the other side really quickly. With no, with nary a, 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 a context transferring over. It's, nobody's like COVID-19 in the Ukraine. Right. It's just Ukraine, Putin, bad. Because that's what the phone tells you to think. I swear to God, this is my conspiracy theory. Once um, influencers or networks understood that they could have uh, wireless algorithms, wireless AI, simultaneously affecting enough of a segment of a population to get them riled up about something, it turned on the automated, like weaponized flash mob behavior. This has been a dream of, of people who want to access you and your things like i said about the paper tray right the world health organization could still get into my paper tray at work right nobody right. took it seriously yeah but now that the world health organization now that it's all over the internet through the phones automated right people don't go i wonder what the world health organization is saying about this thing and they go to the website right and right it's on their phone yeah literally and it connects them to the news to the tv uh, to to programming essentially so I could see how somebody would say this is a conspiracy theory, and I would right. say, yeah. At the same time, I've studied a well, lot well, about mob behavior. Read read Gustave Le Bon's The Crowd, right, right. Um, who was one of these first sort of per- people who looked at internationally how mob behaviors how it how it happened the, all over the world. What the? Because this is a, this is a mental thing. This isn't just a. Uh, this is just people being silly. This is a. Right. This is a, a thing. There's a, a term for this, right? Yeah. So, yeah. It's, so. It's called psychographics. Right, right. Where it doesn't matter how old you are. Like, you can have two people who have relatively the same income and relatively the same age mm-hmm, who mm-hmm. might want a new car, right. who want completely different new cars. Right, So right, to get the advertising right. to those people. So you have, like, interests go through not just somebody with an age and an income. Uh-huh. It goes through the entire segment of the population. Right. So it's, it's not a, a horizontal, it's a vertical. It's kind of like what, what COVID did. Uh, yes. uh, because it didn't care if you were Trump, rich, whether you were poor. It COVID, didn't care about class. Ukraine. Right. Yeah. It didn't care. There's a, uh, I'm looking at a, 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 right now just to uh, express how the, how the shift of popularity from one person to another happens so quickly in the age of the internet. I, I have a meme here with uh, Vladimir Putin. He is pointing at the viewer and it says, your country contains vodka. It should be a part of Russia. <laughs> I waited until you finish, finish your beverage. The, the, the memes are great. The memes are great. And it's the only thing you can really trust because everything else is bullshit. Yeah, I agree. Everything else is just 
No, I don't mean to. Say everything well, the about, search for the truth is I'll it's a long the, one. Everything about gonna... the Ukrainian situation is bullshit. Nobody knows yeah. what's going on with yeah. COVID. Yeah. You can say, and the media has been shut down there. Yeah, yeah. All, all but shut down. You know, uh, there were reporters uh, that were being put to death. Man, they're they're the media is being shut down. Yes, they're they're dying as they should. Watch it. I'm a cameraman. I have a. I have a. Uh... I work in the media. I'm just joking around. That's so, right. uh, yeah. But as as usual, as I'm coming to the studio to do the podcast, right? Uh, the, this area of the the Shinjuku San Chome Zone, still keeping it real. Keeping it real. Keeping it raw. It's like if it's like it's 2019. It's nastier than it's ever been. And the bars are open. Yeah. I saw a bunch of girls stumbling around in short skirts with no masks. I, yeah, today, today on the way here, man, That's I, saw, I some, saw, saw some girls on the corner, man. They were just out there, you know, had yeah. a shoe high, you know, smoking it up, man. Yeah. That's right. That's what I'm talking Shinjuku's about. Shinjuku's back. There's a way to be 2019. That's it. That's it. But I think this is the new norm and what the new norm looks like. It's a quasi state of kind of people being simultaneously terrified of catching the virus and not really caring and wanting to get on with their life. So it's a very interesting, interesting place that we're in right now. I got a couple of um, new products that I wanted to go through. And th- these are just kind of product headlines from japantoday.com. What do you think? I just want, I want you to give me a, a yay or an A or a, or a WTF. So Let's do it. Is it yay or is it nay? Well, I'll have to drop these in later. Alcoholic sake butter appears in Japan. Wow. Yay. Yay. <laughs> Yay. Why, why didn't you bring that? You always do this. You, you, you give me these products and then you don't bring them. You got to bring it. Um, next one. Maybelline New York releasing special Japan only Pokemon Pikachu collection. Nay. <laughs> I know. This is crazy how... When I went to the line, the mm-hmm. application line, right. they have a flagship store in Harajuku. Right. I saw Swarovski diamond bags with line characters on them. Well, and, and people were lining up out the door to get That's it the in. Swarovski. That's the thing. It's the new bedazzle. Yeah, but it's with it's with line. It's an application. App oh, anything, characters. man. Anything that has Pokemon. anything. I'm surprised there's not, there's not like a Swarovski, like a Donald Trump figure, you know? That might get orange encrusted diamonds. <laughs> orange encrusted special diamonds. Special the crystals. Best diamonds. It's the best, very special, the best crystals. Only the best with Only the Donald the Trump. These are actually super crystals. It looks like me. It's but not it's me. It's not me. But it looks like me. Super image. You can't Just really it. look like me because there's only one. It's top. made in the image of Mount Rushmore. Giant Nagashi Somen water slide brings flowing noodle restaurant to your home noodle parties. F yay! I know. I want to go to that. That's have you seen stand at the bottom the noodle slides? You know, can you catch? Can you catch that in your mouth at the bottom? Uh, You could if you wanted to. Oh, but it's a giant slide though, huh? Because the idea is like in the summertime, everything is so hot. Yeah, you make these somen noodles and you you cool them down in water. But Japan has like you know like those those cars. Those little car model toys that you would build as a kid. Right. The cars go around a track. Right. It's like that, but for water slide noodles. So the noodles get cooled down as they go through the slide, and you pick right. them up as they come down at the end. And it's Okay, like, so people don't ride on the water slide with the noodles, because I was no, picturing be, a very muddy situation. That would be disgusting. It would be disgusting. Yeah. Why does this noodle taste like ass? I was going to change my answer to nay. Oh, this one has pubes in it. You get a taste of Japan for real. The chef rubbed it between. 
Moss Burger's elusive chocolate bread causes a stir in Japan. Yay, nay? <laughs> Yay, nay. Uh, you know what I mean? It's like the chocolate ramen, you know? I want to try it, but I'm not really uh, looking for it. Yeah, and I think we got one more. Mm. Lay it on me, Matt. Steam bread unveils delicately fluffy sakura cherry blossom loaf. Yay. I'd try it. I'd try it. I'd try it. I'd try it. We're finishing on kind of a dull one. We're not building up to the best. But but let me tell you, though, with the steam bun, there's so many ways to do, uh, you know, a steam bun. And I've had, I'm a big fan of Chinese food as well. And um, so, you know, I'd be, I'd be down to try that, you know, because a good bun, I'll tell you, makes a good sandwich. It makes a good roll or whatever you, when you put meat in it, it makes a good whatever that may yeah. be, depending on the roll that you have. But a steamed bun with the right shit in between it, it's always good. So I'd be willing to try it. It may be a good filler. Okay, we got finally one last one. I was joking. Let's do it. Psyduck teapot produced by craftspeople serves up a soothing cuppa. I don't think so. Nay. <laughs> Nay. You don't want a side duck teapot? I don't really want to duck anything <laughs> regurgitating. A, oh, It's like a giant rubber ducky in you the know, shape of it, a... It's, I'll tell you, I would want it if it wasn't so obviously, uh, uh, you know, Pokemon's ploy to make you buy more of their merchandise. Like, it's, it's, it's done. The show made a lot of money. We get it. Yeah, you know, Psyduck is is trying to take cool some pot, of the market though. segment, trying to hypnotize you into giving your money away. <laughs> That's right. Yes, I love Psyduck. Uh, we got a caller coming in about ten minutes. A baller. Did you want to cover something? I do actually. I have. I, I got one issue that I wanted to talk to you about, and I also have my camera tip of the week. Let's do that <laughs> after the call. I, I got a. I got a comment. Somebody said they liked it. They did. Yes. Well, I'm glad because this stuff uh, can actually help you, uh, you know, if you're looking to pick up a new skill and you're looking for a side hustle, something to be side income, these tips will really help your productivity. So on that note, I'll launch into the camera tip and then we'll save the juicy one. Oh, it's a juicy one. It's dripping, frothing even. Uh, we'll save the juicy one for after our caller. All right. Camera tip of the week. What's so my camera tip for this week is a little bit more of an advanced one i may say it's one for those of you who are going out and shooting for work so this isn't for your your beginner beginners but it's definitely something that when you get ready to step your game up that will make a huge difference uh shooting tethered shooting tethered is something that i do personally and it's something that helps speed up my workflow for really big jobs that i have what's tethered so shooting tethered is just you shoot with your camera plugged up to your computer to a software ideally that recognizes your camera and you can shoot and see the image immediately uh, from your camera on your computer screen or whatever monitor you use. That's cool. So uh, it, that's what tethered, shooting tethered means. And the advantages of it are that you can, you, know, you can see everything on a really big screen, whether it's for a job or it could be for a personal thing, you know. But it's just really hard for you and another person perhaps to look at your camera screen and squint and oh how does that oh, you can't yeah, really tell how the it sucks. you know and the and also the camera screen doesn't have as much of a a really good screen on it it's got like a really crappy LCD screen on it and it's just it doesn't really, really show you the picture yeah what the picture looks like so you shoot on a on a monitor so that's what I, I I do with like a if the client pays enough we'll say yeah when they when they pay over a certain amount then I'll bring my monitor bring my computer everything we set it up and they can actually see shot by shot what's 
what's being done. And in my case, uh, this is also another step you can do to make this even better and speed up your workflow even more. I have my presets. I have my the way the picture is going to look. I have that set up already. So I sit with the client for 30 minutes. I say, hey, what do you want this to look like? Do you want it warmer, colder? And we come to an agreement. Okay, this is what I want all the photos to look like. So guess what, Matt? After I get home, I don't have to edit. It's all Bare, done. Little to minimum edit. You know, I maybe edit out a pimple or some acne or something. But other than that, I don't have to really do much more editing when I get home, which is great for these big clients because the workflow every minute matters. So, yeah, if you are looking for a way to make your workflow faster and to satisfy the client on the spot, because the most annoying thing in the world is when I shoot and then afterwards the client says, oh, actually, I don't like this. And could you change this and that and this? And I'm like, well, you should have thought about that at the shoot. So if you guys want to avoid that troublesome and very stressful conversation, shoot Tethered with a cable. I recommend Tether Tools. Signing off to you, Matt. That's awesome. So it, it makes it to live collaboration as well. It's a live collaboration, and you can also even live stream as you're doing a video so they can see your video being live recorded into the computer, providing you have the software set up correctly. And you're both on the same page, mm -hmm, so you know mm -hmm. what you know what – you know what you both are thinking. Right. That's what right. I noticed a lot when I was working in corporate mm. is one person has one idea. One right. person has, they think it's the same idea. Right. And they leave the office thinking that they're on the same page. Oh, dude, the worst thing they is like not. getting the whole project done. And you're like, I think they said it was good. And then afterwards, you know, everything is completely wrong. And it's just big problems that could have been fixed at the beginning of the project, man. Also for remote work as well. I've had clients like in, France somewhere, you know, and we have the monitor set up and they can see everything going on. Screen that's share. awesome. Yeah. So that's the camera tip of the week. Ooh, take good pictures, guys. One click, click. Um, well, we've got enough time. I'm going to play a song. Okay. I played this song a couple of months ago, mm -hmm. but I wasn't happy with it. Right. I thought I was, right. but I wasn't. Right. So I went back and I re- engineered it i remastered it are you tinkering and well I, what i did is i bought more plugins mm -hmm. and not just goofy plugins that are like the war like the effect. legit shit like the interiors like channel strips yeah 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 okay where you okay. got the eq you got the compression you got a noise gate right right you got right faders um all these things and I, I really studied how to appropriately Put these together right. instead of just going like EQ and then putting in the next plugin and being. That's, you mean you mean what I do now? That's, <laughs> there's that's one way to do it, but 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 seeing it all together and putting it through one processor because right. a lot of these companies that do plugins are now getting really advanced because mm -hmm. the technology is mm -hmm. catching up. Mm -hmm. So they can take these rare consoles right. and re-engineer them and get them to like 80, 90% to right. what the original was. Of what was. it was, right. The original would be $50,000. And this one huge is huge box. 50 your, bucks. Right, right, right. Uh, but it's way better than a lot of the other gear that's analog gear that's $150, $250. And in a lot of ways, it's probably more functional than the analog gear. It's yeah. not going to break for one. Well, and then there's not these cables as well. It's, right. it's, it's processing on the computer. Right. 10 years ago, 15 years ago, you'd be paying out the ass. You'd be paying out that. It the, existed, but I mean, you needed a $200,000 you know, could drive it either. Yeah, right, right. That too. Uh, that too. Take up too much CPU. But yeah, yeah. Now with with we're talking. Oh, dude, with the M1 chip, you can run it easy. easy. So all this shit's awesome. Right. So uh, I've, I've uploaded this to my website. I redesigned my website. I streamlined it. There's a lot more music. It's easier to find at, mm. at MatthewPMBigelow.com. You can check it out there. This one is called Fudge, uh, the remastered version, where I bring it back to what I was hoping it could be, and then finding some things out along the way. Give me something creamy. In my ears. <laughs>
remember this guy, yeah. Yeah. Come on. about this shoot man i did i did all of the music all the production all the engineering all the mastering did you know how and like there's no computers i played it all with my hands you know how you know how like when you uh when you eat some sushi at 
a, a, a sushi place that's like a really cheap. You, you, first, you eat sushi, I, I don't know, in Canada, where you're from, and they're like, this is sushi, but yeah. it's not really sushi, right? We got real sushi you where know. I'm from. It's well, goofy as well, but I know what you mean, yes. Okay, okay so it's a little bit less version of what you have like, like than real sushi, right? So we have like the goofy stuff, right? And then there's the, it's actual sushi, but you know how crappy it is compared to the real stuff in Japan. And then yeah. you go to a kind of nice place, and then you think, I know what I'm talking about now. I got the real sushi. I, I would say that's logic right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's logic. Yeah. Or you just downloaded a Pro Tools, but you have no clue what you're doing. This, <laughs> this tasted like the $200 shit. Oh, really? Yeah, this tasted oh. like the $200 shit. Damn. The floor... On on the on the on that guitar, I could really hear it resonate. The mix really sat right. The uh, uh, that chorus effect. I don't know the, the chorus yeah, effect that you had. Yeah, on the that vocals. really, I could I could tell that was different. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I this that the vocals, the uh, that pluck on the all oh, the pluck that was sweet. That was sweet. I don't, I don't know if you did or didn't, but I can tell you worked on that. It sounds like you worked on that, or maybe it wasn't. You know, I heard it wrong last time, but that sounded beautiful. You can really tell the difference. I'm geeking out over here for you non-musicians. Wicked. Yeah, man. That was great. That was great. I'm, yeah, I'm pretty happy with that. Uh, I'm going to invest some more and hopefully get a better um, recording device, rec- some equipment. Yeah. But I'm like, I got my, I got my process now and I can repeat it and I can do this without having to rely on any other people. So why don't we, you know, okay, we tell secrets on this show. This is the you know this is the show you guys on the map you guys on the on the on this train here you know on the Japan Web Podcast you guys get the the nitty gritty you get the secrets uh, maybe we wa- we ought to work on a collaboration we and should, debut man. it here yeah, on the Japan it. Web Podcast let's let's make it happen yeah I, man I got it I got I can do the drums do it I can do the bass let's do it and I'll do a melody I got a whole bunch of crap we can also use all right let's do it all right we gotta Woo-hoo. go to our guest. Mr. Cheese. He's from coming in. Okinawa. Yes. And joining us now is the cheese guy from Nanjo, mm. okicheese.com. Joining us on the Japan Web podcast is John Davis. Mr. Davis, thank you for joining yes, hello. us. Hello. What's Hi, going on, Cheese Man? What's going on? I'm waiting for you. <laughs> yes, we got it going on. All right. So, of course, the um, the the de facto question for everybody who who meets you all the time, everywhere you go, uh, it must be like, why Cheese Okinawa? Because you're you're a why? cheesemaker in Okinawa who doesn't just make the shredded cheese that you find in the supermarket. You got a gourmet delectable lineup. That makes my makes me drool every time I go to your website, and I go, "How is this guy making gourmet cheese in Okinawa?" Well, o- Okinawa is probably the best part of Japan to make cheese. Go on, we, yeah, seriously. But people, especially Japanese people, you talked about making cheese in Okinawa. But making cheese, they think of Hokkaido, right? Yes, so that's look, the cheese you look place. at the latitude. Where is Hokkaido? It's on the same latitude as Alaska. Russia, Siberia, Norway. You ever heard of Russian cheese? No. I mean, maybe they make it, but it's not famous. No, not at all. And Okinawa is on the same latitude as the Mediterranean. It has almost exactly the same climate as Sicily. Uh, Those are cheese places. Yes, they are cheese places. So I'm saying this is probably the best part of Japan to make cheese in. 
is the natural terrain there um, prone to like cultivating? Yeah, is there, is, there a is it all good there? Optimal cheese conditions. Well, it's very humid, you see, and cheese, the base of cheese is mold. So cheese loves humidity. Humidity would be good, yeah? Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's very good. Okay, um, and what got you against, started there? Oh, yeah, well, <laughs> I, was, I first came to Tokyo, and then when we moved up to Sapporo, Hokkaido, and then got fed up with the snow and ice, and decided to come somewhere warm to retire. Came to Okinawa. Uh, about 16 years ago, and it was a cheese desert. I mean, it really was. There's just cheese nothing. Desert. Yeah, not dessert, desert. <laughs> you know, as in lots of sand and nothing else. Uh, either or is good. Oh, no, yeah. cheese desert isn't good. Yeah. So there wasn't any. There were like two kinds of cheese in the supermarket. One was round, the other was square. Mm. So neither. I know that Okinawa has like a, an American influence with its spam burger. And it's spam onigiri. They got the taco rice, but cheese never made it into the into the confluence of cultural mix-ups. Cheese, not really, no. But they take to it. Uh. Okinawa, they really, they really, love, they love it. And they somebody somebody advised me. He said, "John, your cheese is really nice, but what you need to do is to to adapt it to Japanese tastes." So that's precisely why I make cheeses. I don't want to adapt it to Japanese taste. Right. What, I want what, real cheese. What is the, what is and, the, what does cheese adapted to the Japanese taste look like for the for those of us who don't know what that is? Well, that's the stuff you get in the supermarkets. That's this watery stuff they call yogurt. It's mm. not yogurt at all. Mm. So you're talking the Hokkaido milk cheese, the the smoked yeah. cheese, the yogurt, yeah, those things. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm sorry. It's a, uh, I, I should be biased over the air. It's processed garbage, let's be honest. It's garbage, This exactly. is the place to be biased, man. Oh, yeah. Let them fly. We're, we're okay here. Yeah. You can do that. No, it's crap. Wow. Not many yeah. words. Uh, but it's it's like the music in supermarkets or the music in the airport before you check in to, to get on the plane, you know. It's not something you'd go there to listen to especially, but nobody would actually object to it. Mm. And that's kind of what Japanese cheese is. We uh, earlier on the show we made an analogy about how uh, Matt's new uh, audio plugins that he got are alike to the good stuff. Uh, the way that the good stuff that you see in terms of sushi in America is to the good stuff in Japan. We know what sushi is, but uh, uh. maybe they don't know what it is in America. So I feel you about the cheese. Yeah, yeah, I, it, it's like that. I, I think even more for a European. So I'm, I'm British, and cheese is uh, its kind of a different thing. It's not just something you put on pizza. It, it's something that's always in the house, and you, you, you're hungry, you have a hunk of cheese and a bit of bread, and that, that's fine. It, keeps it, you going it belongs in a plowman's lunch. Mm, mm. Yes, 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 with beer, exactly. Right, right, yeah, yeah that's cheese. Yes, yeah. a nice, sharp cheddar and a pint of beer. Pickled onions. Is that a thing that's oh, always yeah, around yeah, in Europe? Worcester sauce. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> is that something that's always around in Europe? Is that a, uh, you know, you, you go somewhere and someone has some cheese? Yeah, I've got a bottle right here. I just pickled some the other day. A bottle? Pickled oh. onions, pickled eggs. Nice. It goes wow. with cheese. Bottle yeah. of cheese. Wow. That's, I would love, I'd definitely love to have some of your cheese to have you send us a sample. We can try it out and we can review your cheese on the show. That'd be good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That would be cool. Yeah. 
Yeah, we, we, we could plug in again. And while you're going through the cheeses, I can explain what each one is. That's a really good idea. Well, we could even probably do that on video. We could we could set yeah. that up. That'd be uh, awesome. We eat cheese on video. <laughs> yes. Uh, mukbang. So, okay. So you've been doing cheese in Okinawa for 16 years. Well, um, a bit. I, I started off as a hobby. Like I started basically just making cheese for me. And what was the cheese that you made at first? What was the original one? Uh, I, I made a couple of nondescript ones. And the first one that really turned me on was a kind of camembert. And I yeah. put porcini into it, infused it with porcini. And that was amazing. Oh, my God. That sounds good. I am frothing at the that, bit. Chomping at the I mean, bit the, right now. The, the hardest part was waiting five weeks for it to mature. Oh, yeah. Oh. On that, every time I open the refrigerator, it's got a little bit more white stuff on it. Oh, could we? Could we? Could we? <laughs> so you, you you're a cheese lover. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm I'm a cheese lover too myself. So I definitely I used to work at a, a restaurant and it's a five star restaurant and I was the garden uh -huh. manager there. That was the worst position they could have ever given me because there's always oh, a little bit of cheese left over. Cheese yeah, yeah, doesn't oh, yeah. grow on trees. <laughs> yeah, it grew out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you started out with some camembert, and what I'm interested in knowing is um, you're, you're saying that you didn't want to adapt to Japanese tastes, but I'm sure that you're adapting to, you're localizing, because you're, 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 you're the only one there, so can you take us through yeah, like, but, some of the progressive yeah, progressions what's, in your what's cheese, that, what's that, your See, cheese that, journey? That's, that, you're raising a really good point there, because the names of cheeses are mostly the names of the places where they were born. Mm. Cheddar is a place, is part, is, is, is in England. Gorgonzola is a town in, in Italy. Uh, Camembert is an area in France. Limburger and so on. These are city names or town names where these cheeses came from originally. Crap. So the cheese of an area celebrates that area. Yeah, it absolutely does. Just like champagne. Yeah. Yeah, well, exactly. So, so, so Griffith what we cheese. do is we adapt. Sorry. Go on, John. Go on, go on. <laughs> no, I was going to say, we, we use local spices and herbs and stuff, of which there are a lot in Okinawa, to flavor the cheeses and to, to make a new kind of cheese. I mean, this place didn't have a cheese culture, but it could have had. I mean, it's got the right environment for it. Uh, cows do very well here because it's not that hot, actually. It's hotter in Tokyo. And uh, it's not that cold in the winter, so the cows are comfortable. Huh. And the milk is very good. It's very high fat content, which is great for cheese. Huh. Do you think that Japan is untapped in terms of cheese culture? Because I know Japan loves to be unique in terms of their food products. Yeah. Do you think that uh, this is the place for it? I, I definitely think so. Mm. I, there's, there's a number of like art, artisan cheesemakers coming up here and there. And there are some very interesting products coming out. The problem here is that the Japanese government doesn't subsidize milk production. Mm. Dairy production in Europe and in the States, too, is largely subsidized. I see. So it's it's got to be a private venture if you want They subsidize konyaku. Why can't they subsidize our cheese? Damn it. Yeah, there you go. Tobacco yeah. and drugs. Darn it. Uh, well, forget about <laughs> tobacco they, and drugs. Yeah. <laughs> Tell that to the Zyboxes. Yeah. So what you're saying? There's some local ingredients in there. That what can you give us a, a rundown of you what some, they are? Yeah, you got what some type of cheese or something? I'm sure well, that you, like, like, you, if, you, you see like an herb that would go well with a, 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 a camembert, an herb that might go well with like a mimolette or something like that. Uh, there's a cheese in England that I really like called Sage Derby, and that uses sage. Mm, and yeah, I couldn't find. 
Yeah, I couldn't find any sage though. I, I could find dried sage, but I couldn't find any live leaf. Uh, so they do have a herb here that they is called in English it's mugwort. Is, um, I've heard of that. Yeah, mugwort root. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, fuchiba in in Okinawan dialect. It's like a your, sex your, thing, man. Your, mugwort. Yomogi in in Japanese. Mm. They put it on soba here, so you may have had that on on a soba. Okay, so, I, I, I probably I have. Probably yes. have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, so I used that in place of sage, and it went really well. It was just really a, a really nice balance. So that made a new cheese right there. Uh, another one was, you know, Awamori, don't you? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, the liquor. They use a black mold to ferment the rice to make mm. that. Oh, I didn't know that. And I managed to get hold of some of that mold and use that to make a cheese with, which is the invention. Where do you find a mold? Do you just go out and buy it? It was not easy. No, it's not in supermarkets or anything. It's very highly protected. Because huh. it's like a cultural property to them, right? Yeah, well, exactly. It's like this, exactly. Is, this is Japan's mold. Yeah, and like Japan well, is a super Okinawa, paranoid society, right? Like, they're like, this is, we can't let anybody know what no we're doing. No one can know that we and, have this mold. Until it's a publicly available thing. Ah. So they don't want to just say, come on in and check out what we're doing. Never. Well, that's that's <laughs> the kind of way. But yeah. you, you have to understand that this is even more so because this, Okinawa is not Japan. Right, that's right. True. It's an entirely different country, technically. Yeah, um, well, it, on paper it's Japan, yes, but and the people's feeling about it is not. Mm. It's not really the part Ryukyu, of Japan. The yeah, I was going to say the Ry Ryukyu Highlands. Ryukyu, yes, yes, yes. So here's an interesting thing. I made a little bit of logo, and I, I have to send that to you. We're on the phone now. You can't really see this. But you can imagine the uh, logo for Okinawa is two red circles, one inside the other. Mm -hmm. And I put it. In the, in the inner circle, I put Union Jack. I have a tattoo of that um, on me. That's the uh, Ryukyu mark, Oh, right? do you? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Then, then under the, under the, uh, the two circles, I, I put Ryukyu, which is the old name for Okinawa. Uh -huh. And right in the center of Ryukyu is, of course, UK. Oh. Ah, yeah. Branding, man. Branding. So, branding. So that's, that's the point. It's a sort of marriage, really, of, of our culture, of English cheese culture, and Okinawan feelings herbs spices tastes and so on who's your main clientele used to be before bc before corona it used to be uh, hotels big restaurants and that was really easy then because they'd order up like 10 kilos 15 right. kilos of cheese right what do you charge but, for something like that you know so a restaurant orders they say we want 10 kilos of cheese what, what are we looking at well price wise mm, mm. Uh, you have 30,000, 30, 60,000 yen, something like that. I mean, the, the milk is expensive here. Right. Yeah. And it takes, like, the milk is, like, mostly water, right? Mm. So it, it takes basically uh, 10, well, 10 liters of, of milk to make one kilo of cheese. Wow, that's insane. I'm so, learning all sorts about the thing that I eat the most. Yeah. <laughs> Well, so so people you know, try to find ways around it. They try to bulk it out with other stuff to make to to make it cheaper all the time. Mm. So you have like craft powder cheese, which contains I think ten percent wood fiber. Yeah, wood fiber. It's not. Yeah, good I mean, for isn't, you. this is it's, you it's guys hear that? You, for you guys listening, there, can you say that again? Craft contains what? I think if I may ha may have it wrong, so I don't want to be sued by Kraft. No, you can disparage your competitors. That's fine. Yeah, <laughs> this is the place for that. We're a safe space. 
Yeah. But I've heard uh, that it's garbage. It's not good for you. It's it, it, it's like what you said about the airport right, and, and right. the music and all that. It's, it, it's, it's it, the other guy. It's 100 million managers coming together to make the world worse. Yeah. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's that. You put it beautifully. Yes. So that is what it is. That is what it is. And now before Corona, now this is something that I was it's kind of gnawing at the back of my brain before Corona. And now the before times is what other people call it. Um, mm. I noticed very early on supply chain disruptions. This is back in May, 2020. Yeah. I work in, yeah. in mainstream news. I've been, and I, I'm a news junkie. So I'm, I'm following this, not uh -huh. just from one perspective. I'm not someone who just puts on CNN on the TV. I mean, mm. I'm, I'm all over the place. He's lit. I'm, I'm Ooh, very, he's very broad minded about this. So woke. It's, it's my specialty. Um, are you being hit by supply chains or, or how are you coping with all of this? Because I'm sure as a businessman, you're, you're realizing that there's something going on and something has to be done about it. Well, what I was about to say is like, yes, BC, before Corona, uh, it was mostly hotels, Ritz-Carlton, these kind of big hotels ordering lots of cheese. But then when things changed, then suddenly tourism stopped. Uh, Koksaidori is the main tourist street in, in Naha. That was like a, a dead zone. So yeah. there was just nobody to sell to. Right. So then everything changed. And then people wanted to buy things, something delicious to eat and something nice to drink and eat and drink at home. Right. So, okay, we'll switch to that market. So we put our focus onto the private market. People, I started a thing called Cheese Run. So I'd go all around the island delivering cheese to people who couldn't get off base uh, with restrictions and stuff. I'd meet them at the gate and give them their cheese. And they'd get some wine in and, and drink and eat at home. And I think it's not a bad thing, actually. And our focus now is mostly on that, is on the private user rather than the hotels and stuff. So it's like your own version of Uber Eats. Well, I haven't done anything with them, actually. But no, but I mean, like, idea. you just went to delivery. That's what everybody kind of, that was a major uh, yeah, shift. Yeah, in but I did it myself. Strategy. Yeah. You're not, you're not outsourcing yeah, yeah. to Uber Eats. You're, 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 no, no. you're cheese or dues. I don't know what to say, you know? Yeah, I, yeah, I do it myself. Yeah, and that's been good. Uh, There's been like a good, you're good the big cheese. market segment there. Actually, it's been very good. the The imagine. income didn't change very much. Like it, the actual amount of money coming in didn't change very much because we got onto that. So it, it worked very well for us. So there's still a demand. Yeah, I spent five years um, running an AI school at uh, SoftBank headquarters in Tokyo. Oh, and I, yeah. I learned a lot about business strategy just from observing, not myself, because I was just the guy in the, in the building who was paid to be there. But eventually you kind of realize they're, they're always sniffing out where the next chance is. So just because yeah. A happens doesn't mean B can't happen. Right. Right. So right. the classic idea is when one door closes, another one opens. Mm. Opens. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. There you go. Yeah. Every end is a new beginning. That's right. Are you seeing like um, uh, things like fewer things available, so you have to choose more local things to make up for that? Well, what I'm seeing in in, in the area where I am, I'm seeing um, farmers markets are crowded now, whereas like they had few customers before. Uh, I see supermarkets less crowded than before. Mm, mm. Um, people going for like delica several delicatessens have opened up. People want real food. 
Yes. Yeah. They want real yeah. wine. Yeah. yeah. You know, they want food that's, they want vegetables that are in season. Yeah. Mm. Fruit that's in season, not the frozen stuff. It no. seems like people are more conscious about nature, the earth. They're more conscious I, I think, about what's in the products that we eat. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Is, is, there's a move in that direction. I think it's a good move. I do oh, too. Mm. I, I, I also feel the same way. There's, there's a way to be hyper local at the moment. Yeah. And, yes. Yes. And celebrate your area, you know? Yeah. It sounds awesome, by the way. Mm. And that's the thing with Okinawa is to celebrate the area, you know, to showcase it. This is great. It's yeah. a fabulous place. There's a lot more than clubs and habusake out there. <laughs> Exactly, <laughs> and underage girls. Hello, <laughs> uh, uh, no. what were you up to in Ginawan then? Uh, he was he was a marine. I think your audio sick. You see, our audio is breaking up. <laughs> Can't hear you too well. All right, uh, John. We don't want to take up too much of your time. Is there anything else that you wanted to impart to the listeners, um, or, or or tell us about you, you and your cheese? Uh, anybody who wants to communicate with me, my email is easy to remember. It's john at okicheese.com. Just drop me an email and let's get in communication. I can send you a catalog. We can talk about cheese, whatever. And what type of cheeses do you have on at the moment? Oh, gosh. I mean, we have about 40 different kinds of cheese that we make. Uh, recently, my biggest big success has been cheese curds. Yeah. Do you know what those are? Yeah, because yeah. I'm Canadian. Yeah. Of course I've, I know I've, what they I've, are. Dude, I've, yes, heard, of, I've heard about them in books, but I, and I've heard they're really good. But what 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 does cheese curds taste like? Yeah, they're amazing. It's, it's I, basically I cheddar. It, it's it's, it's cheddar. a very young cheddar. Why are you talking sexy to me right now? <laughs> so you got cheese I wish I could saying these things on the air. <laughs> so you got cheese curds now. Because those I thought those were illegal. No. Why would they be illegal? I don't know. That's why I heard. Because there was a place in Shimokitazawa, a trendy place in Tokyo, that was offering Canadian-style poutine. I used poutine. to live in they were, they're, yeah. they're A poutine restaurant opened there, and their cheese was the shredded stuff from the like the convenience store or the supermarket. Uh, it wasn't yeah. cheese curds, which is necessary uh, for something like no, poutine. No, so, something, no. so, so cheese curds is kind of like inform the, the shredded stuff from the convenience. No, it's it's basically it's a very young cheddar. Okay. You make a cheddar and then you don't mature it. Uh well, but what does that look and feel like? Could you describe the texture and taste uh, of that to those like of us who do not know? Square lumps of cheese, and it's it's supposed to be squeaky. Uh -huh. So when you bite oh, yeah. it, it sort of squeaks, right? Uh -huh. It melts very easily. So uh -huh. what the, the Canadians do, they have fried potatoes and they put the, the cheese curds on top. And then they put gravy on top of that. This is not safe for work. Hot. You can't talk. Sorry, you can't talk about this anymore <laughs> in front of people. This is not safe for work. This is Poutine's getting me amazing. in the mood for it's cheese. cheese porn. Yeah, it's man. Or as oh, I like yeah. to call it, chorn. It's chorn. <laughs> That's the chorn. chorn. I like that. I love it. It's chorn. <laughs> All right. Yeah, anything? So you got cheese curds. Anything else, John? Yeah, and when uh, with the cheese curds that don't, you know, that goes past their their squeaky date, after a week or so, I just press the cheese and make cheddar, and we have some beautiful cheddar. For some reason, I have an image of you in the kitchen, just really frustrated. <laughs> mashing cheese with your thumbs. <laughs> yeah, I'm just just crazy making cheese day and night. Uh, that sounds awesome. That means that's happened before. <laughs>
Okay. Uh, there you go. John, thank you for joining us. Thank you for uh, spending your time with us. It's, um, yeah, it's been good. The cheese guy, okeecheese.com. That's O-K-I-C-H-E-E-S-E.com. Go there for mm-hmm. all of your cheese needs. You can go there <laughs> and get your chorn as well. Yeah, chorn. You, you you you're going to chorn out if you go to okeecheese.com. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Chornography. 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 Yes. Yes, yes. <laughs> All right, John. Wow, wow. Thank you for joining the Japan Web Podcast. Okay, good I'll, night, uh, Matt. Take it easy, bud. Bye. Uh, I'll get back to my beer then. Yeah, well, awesome you. <laughs> wow, he, he knows what's going on. He knows he's what's awesome. going on. Yeah, he's awesome. He's a, yeah, of course. He's a chornographer. What'd you uh, think? That was yeah. awesome. That was amazing. So I have one topic that it's it's a hot one, Matt. It's yeah. a hot one. Yeah. Uh, can I jump into this? Let's do it. Go I'd in, love to go know your right opinion now, on this. Right now. So right now, as you know, or you may not know, there's a lot of mess going down in Yokohama at the club. Have you heard about that, Matt? Uh, take me into it. So, I'm gonna, I want to do it. Uh, let's go. Is it? Oh, is it? What's going on? Well, okay. You know I'm a photographer. You know I'm a videographer. So as you know, a lot of my jobs end up being in Yokohama. They end up being in these spots where there are a lot of military guys and girls. And this just made... Uh, the, so what, what sparked this conversation, so to speak, was a post that I saw on Instagram. Uh, on TikTok, I apologize. TikTok. And on TikTok, there is a post of a bunch of military guys. And I need to, I need to, I, I need to make these facts clear. Let's do Military it. guys, black guys, fighting. The black guys aren't military guys, <laughs> right? Right? No, they're they're from uh, Rapungi, my my friend. But yeah, these guys they're outside of the club in Yokohama fighting, and they're black. And as you know, Matt, I this too is stupid gaijin of the week. Black. What am I talking this about? This is the stupid gaijin of the week, man. Stupid gaijin of the week. All right, then. All right. So, dude, I'll tell you, like, this may not be something that's all over the headlines, but it is. And it may not be something that everyone talks about or or that affects everyone, for that matter. Uh, Would you pour a little of that water that you're opening? Oh, he's fixing me. I'm broken. But Matt's fixing me. I thought this, John was a great this, interview, by the way. He was amazing. Yeah. That's the cheesiest interview I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, but, but you, you guys may have seen this. Inevitably, if you're a person who goes out and you go to the club, or you might just be someone who's out at night, per se, you've seen loud, rowdy military guys out in Yokohama, outside of the club, on a particular corner, doing their thing. Hey, man, you like a titty? It's beyond that. Whoa. It's beyond that. It's it's about, hey, man, what set you claim, son? What gang are you in? Because a lot of these guys go straight from the streets to the military. And, again, this is not placing any judgment. This is not placing any opinion on these people. I have to say that live on air. But I came from the hood, and I joined the military to get away. Now, I know there are a lot of people who didn't join for the same reasons. But Matt, what do you think about this? So right now the police are noticing that there are loud guys in the military fighting outside of the club in Yokohama. And the black thing doesn't really have a whole lot to do with it, but it's just something that I, as a black man, notice 
that the majority of the people fighting are black. Including the military guys? <laughs> right. So what do you think about this, Matt? This sounds like uh, uh, people. Like, so you have these hood... Um, these these hood guys, these Let's gangster dig types. into it. Let's dig into it. And then you also have these military types. Right. They both happen to be black. Right. So they're both, but they're both in Yokohama. Right. Right. So you have two sub two people from the same place, America. Right. From the same ethnic background. Right. Black. Right. 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 Who have escaped their previous lives to do something else with their new they've, lives. They've come, and I, I and I feel like there's a middle place, right, for a lot of these guys. But there's a when they see each other and meet each other, mm-hmm. in, now they're in different uniforms, right? Club guys and um and, and military guys, right? They they go back to their roots, maybe if they're of, if, of, of gang members. This is how it yeah. went down when That's I was right. home, so, right? And and it's between. So I, I, if I may interject, I was at a, a event the other week, and see this how was not between, racist. I am. You're doing, uh, trust me, I have to, I'm trying just as hard as you are, man. <laughs> I was at an event uh, a few weeks ago, and so the owners were African, and the perpetrators, the perpetrator was an African guy, but then the club goers were mostly black military guys. How do we, you know, and that raised the question of, well, what is, what is this? What is this? How do, and I don't think it's a black thing. Let me make that clear. I don't think it's a black thing. I think it's a me poor, neither. rich culture thing. How do we separate at this point? What's different about African culture than American culture, military culture, to where we have military guys fighting in the club, and at the same time, we have guys from, let's say, impoverished countries fighting in the club. Why is this happening? Why is it happening Wait, the, in places the, the like... The impoverished guys aren't Americans? Are they, they, these are the Nigerian types? I don't think it has anything to do with the fact of current poverty. I think it has to do with, with, with customs in places where poverty is Because that, that changes my perspective completely. Because you can have like a, a poor uh, black guy from America in right. Japan. He's like, hey, yo, give me a Captain We're going to act... But then, like, completely differently, a, a, a right? African dude is like, "Hello, my friend. I right. would like to have a Coca Cola with something in it. Maybe perhaps some rum." Right there is a communication difference, right? So those right are there two is a very different difference. people. Two very different people, right? Yeah. And I and I say this having, you know, I have a studio, as you know. I have African clients come over to my studio. Yeah, let's do that. I have African clients come over to my studio. I have American black clients come over to my studio. I have black American military clients. Come over to my studio. I was a black military client. So I totally understand every perspective and what everyone's thinking. That being said, why does this fight happen? Why does this only happen in Rapongi and Yokohama? Why does this not happen in Shinjuku? Why doesn't this happen in Shibuya? I thought it happened in Yokohama. It happened in Yokohama, but there are spots for this. I'm branching out. So, okay, so there's hot spots for this. I, I have there's no idea. There's spots for this phenomenon. So I would, I would look at this and just go, uh, not my thing. So I, don't, I really don't know what to say. I mean, so here, what I think, right, where this comes from is you have an area that plays, they play hip-hop. They play trap music. Uh, they play. You got the ego going on. If I may, they play the gangster shit from yeah. where I'm from. They play the stuff I want to hear in the club. That's me. Yo. They play that. Yo. They play that, bring right? It down. Drop that ass, girl. Gangster They town. play that, right? <laughs> the sort of. <laughs> what that attracts, right? That attracts people who make that music, who love that music, who live that life because they relate to that. That's why they're there, right? 
so when this happens in these areas, basically what I'm asking is how do we have hip hop in Japan without the culture? And maybe we can't. I, yeah, I'm not. Maybe I, we can't. This is something that I'm really, uh, I'm a fishbowl looking into a glass picture. I mean, it, from a different dimension with a kaleidoscope of my ass. I have no idea what the hell's going on. Excellent beverage, by the way, Matt. Thank you. I mean, looking at look at it from a terms of uh, let's say Russia wants to party in uh Ukraine, but Russia and re- Ukraine really aren't friends. Then how do we let Russians party in Ukraine safely? Because as of right now, when you have a hip hop party, everyone I've been to, man, I've been out here ten years. There's always a fight. There's always something going down. I've there's always, always a bunch I, of people that I, look I, like me. I don't know and, this. This is not me. You know? I don't know. I don't know. This is not what I do. Yeah. I don't. Sp- I don't go to clubs for right. one thing. Right. Uh, I had. I have seen some fights break out when I was out at clubs or something like that. Usually, some right. girl shit goes on or something. Right. Right. Like a uh, gaijin makes a mistake and the Japanese guy gets offended and they start beating each other. Oh. Up. Hey, grandma. My grandma's oh. watching the show. Oh, okay. Hi, yeah. grandma. I love her. Um. So, but this whole thing about like. Uh, black on black gangster rap stuff in the clubs yeah. when people get maybe a little drunk and you know they they step one guy steps on another guy's sneakers that's the, a thing and the next that's thing, thing you right? know you're like yeah I don't have a gun but I, I'm gonna beat your ass yeah, it's a thing and then what let's let's break it down none of into, you have fathers how you, about that why are you <laughs> why are we fighting like you know let's break this down into a poverty from, issue you don't have fathers i think it's unfortunate that most of the people i see fighting at the club look like me but let's break this down do into they a have poverty fathers issue. probably not on both sides on both sides there you no go. fathers they were born from jesus so <laughs> let's 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 break it down from Mary's ass. Let's break it down into a a a a, a financial uh, uh, class issue. So then, you have poor people who come from a poor place and with no fathers. And and whether they were rich or not, right? They decided the military is it for me. I need to be in the military. I want to go to Japan. No matter what it was, a set of decisions led them here. And this is like poor people behavior. What do we do about this in Japan? I stay away. As soon as I know somebody who's but, a violent but, but person. But what about for me? I want to. I want to okay. go there. I want to go listen to hip hop. Once I, I want to go see some girls dance. Just like a, a bingo night, right? And a guy got too drunk and he stumbled and he right. knocked over a case of beer at right. this place, right? And it broke the cabinet and oh, the wow. glass shattered. That sounds unacceptable. I, I just was like, I'm never gonna hang out with this person again. I don't need this type of asshole shit in my life. So then I have no friends. But then you know when you want to go to a place like this, right? That that leave gives you early. that experience. Leave early. That's been my strategy, man. Actually, it's my strategy. Irish is I just goodbye. leave early. Right. Well, I mean, get the hell out. Half the time I can leave early, and half the time I have to stay because I'm, you know, I'm, I'm camera crew. I'm, I'm filming. So yeah, that's been a very interesting thing that's been happening because, as you know, where the event moves, I move. My company moves, and we're there. We're covering everything You're and filming a night guy. everything. I'm a night guy. I'm in the nightlife. And I don't know. It was just a very, very uh, interesting conundrum that I actually did not have the answer to. If you guys here listening at the show, if you like hip hop, you like going out to the club, we would love your feedback on what we should do about this situation of where there are military guys and there are guys that want to start a fight at the club where you are. What do we do to fix it? 
Let us know in the comments it's gotta below. Stop. This is not a YouTube video. You, you, but you can't you can't have that going on though. It's it, dude. Let me tell you what happens. Right. It's bad. It's bad for your brand. We were, it's bad for the events. We were at a club in uh in Minatoku area, and uh, I was part of the media team, right? And uh, a guy, uh, a guy who was not military, so we're not gonna say he was an African guy, but he was. Uh, so you know, guy who was not military, guy, because usually all the white people like leave the club by. <laughs> I'm sorry, but that's what happened. Yeah. And so we got a guy in there. He starts a fight with, uh, some, with another customer at the club, which is horrible on the club. This guy starts a fight, and now the club is shut down. I mean, the music is off. The lights are on. Everyone's in the club kind of walking around like, what do we do? You know? And in terms of drink sales, in terms of what a club makes their money off of, they lost thousands. Yeah. It was shut down for 30 minutes, man. That's a lot of revenue for one night on a busy night. This is night. a big problem. Which I think probably happens a lot in the club industry. But for any of you great thinkers out there, wh- what do we do? What do we do about this problem? I have no idea because I'm not part of it. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, like, I'm just, I've never been that guy who goes to clubs. Uh, yeah. But I abhor violence. I've always been like, drink. I, I had one violent event in my life where it's like, we go, hey, let's let's hit each other with a cane because right. we're drunk. And right. then I hit right, this right. guy and he fell down. Dude, there's that too. Like, what do you do about drunk assholes? It's do like, you... Well, I was a drunk asshole. I never forgave myself right. for that moment of violence. I'm right. Like, you you did violence. It's not it's cool. it's it's the whole it's the whole mass uh the whole mob Sorry, behavior thing you say. I feel you, bad you about know? it to this day, man. There's guys like me who we go to the club and we say, I'm here to do one thing, whether that may be find a girl or whether that may be shoot. You know, and and we have a clear plan, and then it doesn't go like that. But for me, it just doesn't happen. No, it just I just don't feel the need to fight anyone. Someone bumps me, I'm like, hey man, who cares? They bumped me really hard. You know that was not cool. Yeah. These are very expensive. Dude, I wore Christian Louboutins to the club the other week, not to toot my own horn, but if anyone was gonna get in a fight, it should have been me. And a guy stepped on my shoes, and I said, well, I wore Christian Louboutins to a busy club on a very Busy night, so that's my fault if they got stepped on. I don't feel like fighting anyone, you know. I'm not so petty, yeah, you know. So I really want to know what the mindset is behind this. Let me know. They're just drunken assholes. Yeah, man. We gotta go. We do, but we're gonna finish on one headline and one headline only. What? Period poverty. Period women's periods. Mm. Period poverty lowers quality of life. Mm. Women in 20s hit harder. Study. Who's studying that bloody cunt is beyond me. And if you're making less money because of your bloody gash, (laughs) that's on you. No, I don't know what to say about that. That's a weird thing to study. Um, I don't know what to say. All right. Thank you for joining the Japan What podcast wow anything from you Mr. as always it is your boy 120 you can find me on spotify under o-n-e-t-w-e-n-t-y because i'm too short so my name can't be too and as well if you guys are on shutterstock check out lokyo multimedia japan we will be on there we provide high quality footage as always thank you guys for watching i'm 120 Matt Bigelow, Matthew, pmbigelow.com, revised for your viewing and listening pleasure. This has been the Japan What Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Until next time, remember, 
everything is a lie, and you shouldn't trust anybody except for <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Cheese. Ah, the Cheese Master. <laughs> the cheese master. Yeah. Yeah.